You're listening to the 104 Sports Report, your main source for Oswego sports, hosted by Zach Case and Joey Palatsky. Now, welcome back into episode five of the 104 Sports Report, featuring the Luke Owens interview. Of course, I'm Zach Case, alongside my co-host, Joey Palazzi. Welcome back into the pod, buddy. I'm excited for today's episode. We got a little different of an interview. Instead of going with a coach or player, we're going with into the sports media side of, of uh, SUNY Oswego with Luke Owens. We had a great interview with him. Uh, a little longer of a conversation, but nonetheless, a great time with him for sure. Yeah, definitely a great interview. Uh, taking the other approach of this whole uh, of the whole sports games, and uh, of course, calling Oswego uh, sports is definitely a cool thing for uh, any really media student. Uh, but let's before we dive into all the breakdowns and all of that, let's just uh, take a look back down memory lane. Look at our past three episodes we've had. Of course, last week we talked about the Seal Wiley interview. We had that on episode four. Episode three, we had Carter Allen come on the pod. And episode two was, of course, our fall sports update. Uh, just talking about uh, brief information on Oswego uh, State and, of course, some Oswego High School news. Uh, so that's a look down memory lane uh, so far through season two, Joe. Yeah, um, we've had a bunch of great interviews so far. And, I mean, they're just going to keep coming. And then, obviously, all those interviews are on all podcast platforms. You got, uh, I mean, most people probably listen on Spotify and Apple Music. Uh, what is it, Anchor FM, I believe? Yeah, you Check Anchor it out really yeah, check check all those interviews out wherever you listen to podcasts and uh, stick around for today's interview with Luke Owens. Now, this is going to be a fast one here. Let's head into episode five topics. Of course, we're going to prep the interview. We're going to give you the interview. We'll talk about our takeaway and reactions, and then we'll head into Buccaneer Corner for some light uh, news uh, on the update in the varsity uh, sports world. But heading into uh, this Luke Owens interview, just brief information on Luke Owens before we actually drop into the pod here. Uh, he's a senior at SUNY Oswego. He's going to graduate this coming winter. He is a uh, student media organization member uh, for WTLP10, WNYO, and Oswegoian. And really, he's the highlight of the men's hockey broadcast as he is play-by-play and color uh, for both last season. Yeah, Luke's kind of in an unfortunate situation with his final two semesters of, of uh, play-by-play being canceled. So, I mean, he's you can, you can tell in his interviews, he's still a very optimistic guy. So I definitely love that about him for sure. Yeah, definitely. Now heading into the Luke Owens interview, we'll, uh, we'll send you off into the interview now as you are listening on the 104 Sports Report, your main source for As We Go Sports. Welcome into this week's interview on the 104 Sports Report, your main source for Oswego Sports. Joe and I would like to welcome in Luke Owens, member of WTOP 10, WNYO, the Oswegoian, and play-by-play slash color commentator for the Oswego State Men's Hockey Broadcast. Welcome into the podcast, Luke. Thanks for having me, guys. Excited to be here. That's that's quite the uh, the intro for me. I got to live up to expectations there. I feel like that that's a lot going on there for me to have to uh, to, to touch on today. Yeah, so we've got we've got a few questions here for you today. Going to be uh, not not too hard for you. Yeah, well, that'd be some softballs to start for sure. Yeah, definitely. Now, now, why don't you give the listeners some background information on where where you come from, where uh, what you do outside of school, uh, and just some information outside of Oswego. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a a Syracuse guy, but a little bit of Buffalo in my blood as well. I was I was born in Buffalo, raised in Syracuse, as I love to say. So, you know, growing up with Syracuse Athletics with the Bills, with the Yankees as well, the Sabres. So I'm, I'm an upstate guy at heart, uh, which kind of brought me to Oswego. You know, I was trying to choose between Oswego, Ithaca, sprinkling a little Syracuse. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always an upstate guy, but downstate sports are important too. So I've been covering the Jets and Giants uh, for a while. And, you know, for, 
for me, it's always been about broadcasting. I mean, I've been calling games myself in the driveway for as long as I can remember, as I'm sure you guys have as well. Just, you know, pick up basketball. I wouldn't even – it would just be so natural to be – you know, they'd be like, are you announcing the game right now? I'm like, I guess I am. You know, it's just always been kind of, you know, second nature for me for as long as I can remember. Yeah, I always get yelled at at home from my friends too every once in a while. I get involved in a hockey game or something. But, yeah, I was always confused because I look at your Twitter and you got Syracuse going and then you, of course, got the Bills and the Sabres. And I'm from Rochester, so I always hated Syracuse. So and the, the little the mix there is really, really strange to me, for say, for not knowing a lot. Yeah, actually, so I say I was born in Buffalo. I moved from Buffalo at a very, very young age. I was still an infant, but – uh, those are kind of where my roots come from. Both my parents graduated from UB, so I'm, I've always been a UB guy as well. And it, it's interesting because I love to, to flex that I'm from Buffalo, but I'm, I'm definitely more of a Syracuse guy uh, at my core. Yeah, so, I mean, at that point, you're just rooting for every Division One football team in New York. Yeah, exactly. I mean, go Army, too. Why not? you got to support yeah. the troops as well. So throw, throw all three of them in there. And I've been, I've been hoping for Syracuse and UB to play each other more in football. I've, they played a couple times in basketball the last few years, but that's always – that's always fun. Got to support the the local teams for sure. Yes, I mean Syracuse Syracuse basketball is looking good this year too. That uh, Joe Girard's coming back. Buddy Bayheim's there. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that was interesting was the way uh, Syracuse ended last year with that big win over North Carolina before COVID hit and they canceled the ACC tournament. It's kind of a big, you know, what if scenario. I don't think Syracuse would make the tournament. I don't think they'd win the ACC. But there's always going to be some kind of what if coming from from fans up here for sure. Yeah, I mean UNC had their UNC had their worst season in history last year, though. So that's not that's not a huge flex there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. So, uh, do you like doing your radio show more with uh, Watling, or do you like commentating live sports more? Which way? I gotta say, they're they're two different animals. I mean, the one thing I love about about radio is it's kind of a little bit more relaxed. It's a little bit more laid back. Where I think you know, preparing for broadcast, I love it. I absolutely do. I two weeks, three weeks before our game's going, I'm looking at stats. I'm looking at stories. I'm Googling players' names. I want to know everything about it, but it's definitely a little bit more intense. But I got to say, I mean, there's nothing quite like being in the booth, you know, in front of a, a packed crowd in, in the, uh, in the Morano campus center. And, you know, the, the energy is just, you know, you kind of play off of that a little bit in the booth. So they're definitely different animals and I love doing both of them for sure. And obviously, you know, Watling's a guy that, it's just so easy to work with. I mean, we've been working together now for almost four years, and they're different beasts. If I had to pick one, I mean, I got to say nothing beats commentating a playoff game. I mean, that's that's got to be, you know, the peak of, of any goal in a broadcaster's career. So you touch on the whole broadcasting stuff. What was your first live broadcast for either NYO or you can go WTLB 10, whichever way, uh, but can you touch on some of the memories of that game? Yeah, so the, the first game I ever commentated was – it was freshman year winter sports. It was the – actually the tryouts for basketball, women's basketball. Uh, I'm trying to remember who they were playing. It was definitely a SUNY opponent, SUNYAC opponent. And they, they lost by, I think, like 40. So it, it was definitely an interesting kind of first game to call because it was a blowout. You had to keep things interesting. It was actually – it might have been sophomore year because it was me and Sal Miliato were actually on that call uh, together. And uh, so that was fun. And I, after that, they signed me up to be, like, the host of women's basketball for NYL. So I did that a little bit my sophomore year. But uh, it, was, it was interesting. Now, actually, 
It just hit me. They were playing the uh, University of Rochester, actually. It was a non-SUNYAC game because Jim Beheim's daughter was actually on the U of R team. So that was kind of a cool thing. We were hoping Jimmy V would show up. He didn't. But that was kind of a cool little nugget to have in the broadcast. Yeah, I did the uh, women's basketball team for WNYO this past winter. It's, uh, I mean, hopefully they can turn it around this year a little bit. But it's, it's, good, it's a good experience for sure. Yeah, and covering them for, for uh, the Oswegonia as well this year was – was interesting and you know they're kind of a younger group and battled through some injuries as well but you know I think I think things can, can start pointing up a little bit you know yeah I mean I think they graduate five or six but I mean they bring back Ramatulia C's coming back and I mean hopefully she'll be healthy hopefully they bring in uh, I think Torchy is coming back too they'll be all right yeah for sure uh so what's your uh dream job once you're done at Oswego my my ultimate dream job would to have a Scott Van Pelt type of situation uh, where I can have, you know, I can read highlights, but I can also give a little bit of personal commentary, stuff like that. But I'd always want to be calling games on the weekend, whether it be football, which I would love to do basketball, baseball, even hockey as well. It's kind of interesting going into, into school. I would say hockey was probably my fourth sport, but when you go to Oswego, you got to learn hockey. It's just, it's just the nature of being here. But I mean, the ultimate goal and, I probably will end up starting in TV news or maybe try to get a radio show as well on the side. But uh, for me, I mean, if you're going to dream big, I got to dream in, in the eyes of SVP and try to, you know, give it all I got at that. Yeah. I mean, it seems like you're pretty much cool with whatever TV or radio or any sport, really. It sounds like you're all right. I'll do anything. That's what I love about, about Oswego is you have the, the three avenues to go down and, you know, I think writing is an interesting business right now because, you know, the, as the paper industry dies, the, the websites kind of pick up and I do love writing uh, online as well. So, you know, I try to be as well-rounded as I can so that I can be as, you know, enticing to a future employer as possible. Yeah, you definitely want to be able to pick your, pick your avenue and, and be able to do whatever uh, the news industry gives you once you're post-college. Uh, my next question comes from last year. You went to Plattsburgh for the new WHL championship game for the women's hockey team. Uh, what was different about doing an away broadcast than one typically done in the Murano Campus Center? One thing that's really cool, and I actually got the chance to go to Plattsburgh a couple times. I went with TOP for the men's game. And I went with the women's game. And one thing I really liked about the Plattsburgh game last year, the, the new HL championship, was these fans – they show out for the women's games. They really do. And, you know, Oswego State, it kind of fluctuates on how many people are there. You know, sometimes it's empty. Sometimes there's people there. But really both sides of the aisle. I mean, there are a lot of Oswego State parents there. Plattsburgh State fans were there as well. Uh, the biggest difference, I think, for us, especially for that Plattsburgh game, because right after that was the Geneseo-Oswego State men's game for the SUNYAC championship. So we didn't have a lot of guidance to go off of. We were kind of texting with I believe Aaron Valentino was running the board or it might have been Brandon Ladd one of the two of them so the communication is the biggest difference I think is you know you don't have someone constantly in your ear we're kind of running the show you know maybe we do less breaks we talk more but it was really just a fun time I mean me Matt Watling Dill McGlynn uh went went up to Plattsburgh and it, it was really fun I really enjoyed calling the game and you know Taggart scores the early goal and you're thinking you know maybe they're gonna hang around for a bit but I mean, Plattsburgh State women's, is, they're just a whole different animal. And going to, to the Stafford Arena, the Ronnie B, as they call it, is, is really cool because it's just banner after banner after picture of championships for the women's team especially. So it's, it's really cool to be able to travel to away arenas, except for Hobart. Don't travel to Hobart. 
No, I I played hockey in uh, the Geneva Regional Ice Center, whatever they call oh, yeah. it, ice boxes, uh, we would call it. And uh, let's say the locker rooms aren't the best. Uh, the stands aren't really uh, up to par. Ice isn't bad, but uh, from a, a broadcaster's point of view, not really the go-to there. Yeah, there's a, you actually have to look down because they're – half part of the ice you can't even see so you kind of look down on it it's freezing cold in there and you'd think for a really good men's hockey program they'd build a nicer stadium but I guess not all right so uh what's your favorite class or professor you've had so far at Oswego oh man that's a great question I mean sports broadcasting was great uh with Lurch as well as sports writing with uh Professor Moritz I mean you talk about two guys that are really in the industry and, and you're able to learn from them as well. And I mean, there's so many professors that I absolutely loved here. I mean, Professor, Professor Fogel has been great with TV. Uh, I mean, Professor Ricky, everyone loves him. I only got to take one class with him, uh, unfortunately, but I, I have to shout out Professor Literature and Professor Moritz just because I think their experience in the field translates um, so well. And then I got to also give one more shout out to Professor Rear, who's also my advisor and Every communications class I took with her, I was kind of like, ah, I don't love taking communications classes, but she definitely made all of them interesting. So, I mean, just a great group of professors all around. I mean, I'm sure I'm leaving out so many names. It's hard to pick a favorite, but I mean, sports broadcasting and sports writing is just, you know, right up, right up the alley I want to be in. So those were just the two most enjoyable, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that kind of just speaks volumes to how, how good the broadcasting communications program is at Oswego, really. Yeah, I mean, I remember even on my on my visit, I met Professor Moritz, and he was like, hey, like, you're going to be able to do all these things. And I was like, yeah, it's probably just one of those spiels to get you to come here, but you really can do really anything anything you want here. And uh, it's been it's been great to, to kind of be a part of the program and, and see guys younger than me and guys older than me. And, you know, it, it's going to be a great program for years to come. I, I can tell you that. I mean, look at you two guys doing what you're doing right now. So really excited to see what the future holds as well. Yeah, even even from a point of view outside of the communications broadcasting department, uh, I wish I would almost switch, and I've talked myself out of it almost sometimes. Uh, but even from a point of view where you're not even in that major or industry, you can still get yeah. the same opportunities, which is it's just unbelievable. I know, Case. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna make that switch. You know, that's that's obviously a, a tough decision. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's the greatest part is it's people from everywhere, you know, especially I've seen that with the Oswegonian, there's people from, from every major. I mean, broadcasting really me and Matt were, were the two guys that weren't, you know, either journalism or anything else. So it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a great opportunity. Yeah. I had a lot of guys pulling for me, but, uh, couldn't, couldn't do it for the guys, but, uh, heading into my next question, do you have a specific memory that will stick past you, uh, maybe from a live sports broadcast? Uh, that will stick past you uh, past college? I mean, the obvious answer has to be whiteout weekend. I just, it's just such a, it's such a thing. And I remember freshman year, I, I just went as, you know, a fan and, and that was really cool too, to, to be in the crowd. So I kind of got to experience both of it. And I remember going into the whiteout game last year, I was going to be on color. Matt was on play by play. And, you know, we kind of, we were amped up. We were like, all right, this is going to be cool. But like, there's really no, like you can't describe it until you're actually in the arena and, and you feed off the crowd. Like you get, you really get chills. You kind of, you know, stand up a little bit straighter in the booth and it's one of those things where it's just so awesome. And then, I mean, honestly, probably my favorite memory, it's kind of more recent, but when they played Plattsburgh in the playoffs, uh, I was on play by play for that game and Travis Broman scoring that goal, you know, about a minute and a half, a couple minutes into that game. And 
when he scored and you heard like the roar of the crowd, like I just played off of that and it was, it was intense. So those would have to be some of my favorite memories, but I mean, really outside of the booth, I've made some of, you know, friends for life outside of it. I mean, so many guys that I could go on and on about that. Uh, I just, I love to death. And I think that's the biggest part of it is this, you know, this communications program and this broadcasting program and all three of the media orgs is, it really does become, you know, your family. You see them every single day. And right now it's a little bit different, but I mean, that's, that's my biggest takeaway is just so many great guys and girls that I've met along the way. Yeah. You talk about that Plattsburgh game and I was on the call up in the perch and I had it in my IFB, you, you talking, you and Matt, and it was definitely a, that roar of the crowd definitely gets you uh, every time they do score of a goal. Yeah. That, that's just the coolest part. And obviously, you know, the all white and the towels going and, it's definitely, you know, bigger than a hockey game. It's, it's really an event uh, for Oswego State. All right, so we're going away from Oswego a little bit here. Uh, playoff baseball starting today. You're here wearing your uh, Yankees jersey. Uh, who's your pick to win the World Series, and how far do you think the Yanks are going? Look, I, that, that's a tough question. You put me on the spot here. I mean, I got I to say I got to take the Dodgers out of the NL, but if anyone's going to beat them, beat them, especially early on, I think it is Milwaukee. I mean, it – the, the tough part is they're a little bit banged up, especially pitching-wise going into this. But I think the Dodgers come away with the NL. It's not anything of a of a hot take. And then in the AL, look, I I think if the Yankees can get past Cleveland, I still think they're the best team in the AL. I think they come out of the AL. Uh, I think the Dodgers, I think this is the final year. You know, we kind of saw it with the Lightning, uh, you know, last night clinching the Stanley Cup. And, you know, they finally were able to get over that playoff hump. I think this is the year the Dodgers do it. I think they. I think it's going to be Dodgers Yankees. I'm sticking with my my preseason pick. I'll take the Dodgers in six, but my heart really wants to say Yankees in seven. But I mean, if I if I have to use my baseball mind, I'm taking the Dodgers. Uh, I don't really believe in the race too much out of the AL. I, I do like them a lot, and I think their pitching is tough. But I, I still think the Yankees are are the cream of the crop there in the AL. So you think Kershaw finally gets over that playoff hump, and Mookie was just the missing piece this whole time. Yeah, I think that's part of it. And I mean, I think the biggest advantage for the Dodgers right now is they roll five, they roll five starters. And with no days off, that's going to be just so big for them to roll five legitimate, legitimate starting pitchers, which really no one else can, can really say right now. So I think that combined with Mookie Betts, I mean, Bellinger struggled this year, but you kind of hope he figures it out as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that's I think the three game first round is kind of an advantage for the Yankees just because the, the, de- the rotation depth really isn't there. But I mean, seeing uh, Bieber, Carrasco, Plesak is going to be tough. But, I mean, yeah. personally, I, th- I think the whoever wins the World Series is coming out of the Yanks-Indian Series, personally. Yeah, I've heard a, I've heard a lot of people say that as well. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'd say don't sleep on, on the White Sox A Series as well. I think whoever comes out of that is going to be looking pretty strong going forward. I actually – I like the White Sox, surprisingly. I know the A's have kind of played better, but I like the White Sox a touch more. I mean, losing Matt Chapman is, is just tough for Oakland, and – I do. I'm a little bit in on the White Sox as well. Yeah, I'm with you there for sure. I got I got them getting that 7-2 upset. Anything can happen, though, in, in three-game sets. So it's going to be exciting for sure. Uh, now I'll bring it back back to home a little bit, back to Oswego here. Uh, what, was your, uh, income, what would you tell an incoming student uh, that just started out their, their academic career in Oswego? Do everything. Don't, don't sell yourself short just because you think you can't. I think freshman year, you know, I kind of – obviously like you kind of want to dip your toes in the water because for me, I was trying to bat, uh, you know, balance academics and, you know, making new friends and everything like that. So I totally get that freshman year. 
you know, we went out and pitched Suck in the Sinbin, which was our original show we had on COP. And that was basically all I did. I didn't really get involved with live sports that much freshman year. But after that, I really did, you know, kind of turn it up. I got involved with MYO, Oswegonian, and TLP. So I think those are the biggest things is, you know, don't be afraid to get involved. Don't be afraid to make yourself as well-rounded as possible. You know, at the end of the day, we're here to get a degree to create, you know, the most, as I said, well-rounded individuals possible. But you also got to, you know, kind of keep yourself grounded, you know, that you have friends outside of it. There's more than just school. There's creating, you know, lasting relationships, lasting friendships. I think that's big as well is, you know, realize you're here for, for school and, and the extracurriculars, but, you know, don't forget to have some fun as well. And I've had, I've had plenty of fun here in my three and a half years. All right. So I think this is going to be our final question for today here. Uh, so we asked this to everyone that comes on the podcast. Uh, favorite, what's your favorite restaurant and dish in Oswego? Where you got uh, dinner at one place or breakfast or lunch, wherever, whichever way you want to go, where are you going? I mean, you got to go with Rudy's off the bat uh, for, for the, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a basic dude in, in a way I like, you know, I'll just get tender. I'll get anything, tendies, you know, but outside of Rudy's, there's some good spots. I, I do really enjoy Kiyomi. I got to say uh, going there for the lunch special has, has always been fun. Uh, I went to actually, I went to Wade's for the first time a few weeks ago for breakfast. I, I got to give them a shout out too. Uh, yeah, so for local places, I got to take Rudy's, but I got to say, when, when Taco Bell came to Oswego, that was really, that was real dangerous for me, because I'm, I'm a big Taco Bell guy, so that, that's huge as well, and I do miss Friendly's, you know, that Tully's truck was here a couple weeks ago, which is obviously kind of a hometown thing for me, and if they were able to expand Oswego, I'd be, I'd be a very happy man. I just want to say, you saying for the first time you went to Wade's, that's unbelievable to me. I've been coming I know. here coming here for Oswego like hockey tournaments all my life and Wade's was the spot every Saturday morning somehow somehow it slipped past me and I mean they're they're incredible their bread is on on another level in terms of I mean you can do toast you can you can buy some and bring it home I mean it is it is incredible I'm trying to hit it up a a couple more times before I graduate here you got oh. any other places you got to hit then? Because it, it seems like you haven't hit everything. You got anything else on the list before you I know. What's there? going on? I heard Garofalo's is pretty good for a, for a sandwich. I haven't hit that either. And, I mean, the the OG that will always have my heart is Juan's own. But they're unfortunately not in business right now. You cannot beat a nice Friday night, Saturday night chicken bacon ranch uh, from from Juan's own. So, Juan's own will always have that that special – you know, freshman place in my heart. And I, I wish so badly that it would, it would come back here. Hey, we can't, yeah. we can't give away everyone's secrets here. Remember that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Got to keep it on the DL. I feel like everyone that goes to Juan's Zones has a different go-to calzone. Really just speaks to the diversity of it. Everything there's on Yeah, it's, they're just so deep. You know, they're, they, yeah, they really have such a deep menu there. I mean, everyone likes something different. I mean, a lot of people love the Comcat. I mean, you can get anything and, Really, I can't complain about the, the food options we have here. I know a lot of people don't love it, but I mean, between that sub shop, as we mentioned, Rudy's, uh, Wade's, like it's not, it's not too bad. You can, you can find, you can find food anywhere. Definitely. Definitely. Now, uh, one last thing before, uh, we, uh, we end the interview here. I just want to make sure you're graduating this winter, right? Yeah, I'm graduating in December. So congratulations on that. Just an early shout out from the boys here. But uh, I would like to thank you Appreciate for coming it. on the podcast. Uh, actually, shout out uh, your Twitter. At LukeTheKid3, you can follow me for what some people would say are controversial takes. Uh, others enjoy some of my content. So 
you know, you be the judge of that. You can, you can come follow me. It's up to, you know, at your own discretion, go for it. Hey, I don't mind it. So uh, if, if I'll, I'll back it. So uh, we wish you the best of luck with uh, your future endeavors. And uh, we look forward to seeing what you do in the future, Luke. Thanks for having me guys. I really appreciate it. Love what you guys do and best of luck to you guys as well as this podcast kind of continues to grow. Thanks for coming. Now, welcome back from that interview with Luke Owens, uh, broadcaster for all three media organizations, along with the play-by-play for Oswego State men's hockey. Uh, Joe, initial thoughts uh, from the interview, bud? I mean, I think, I'm guessing this was Luke's first time being on the other side of the interview, but I think he did a great job doing uh, Oswego sports questions, job questions. We got into a little bit of playoff baseball there. I mean, I think that was a great interview with Luke for sure. We were all over the place. Absolutely all over the yeah, place, sure. and it was awesome. We got a little bit of information about him, how his Syracuse Buffalo roots, which is insane, by the way. You dive into some of the Oswego work he's done for the media organizations, uh, the communications department, which is amazing, the, and, the, and then, of course, some of the memories he's made uh, with Matt Wadling and some of the other guys uh, through live sports and through, uh, like, his, his show, for example. Yeah, I mean, he pretty much just – I mean, that was, uh, you, that was the main theme of what he was talking about was just uh, – the bond between whether it's the sports commentators or the broadcasting program or TOP and the Oswegonian WMIO and just how easy it is. I mean, you and me both know coming in as freshmen, how easy it is to get hands-on experience here as opposed to a bigger school, like say Syracuse is 35 minutes away. They have a storied broadcasting program. You're going to pay a lot more money to go there and you're going to get a lot less hands-on experience as opposed to you and me coming into Oswego. I mean, I was commentating volleyball in my first month here. You were getting on hockey within uh, as soon as hockey started up. I mean, I did I did eighteen eighteen in broadcast my first year, and I'm not even a communications major. Yeah, that's that again. That's kind of that's part of what Luke was saying. How easy it is to get hands on experience, and how all three programs the between COP, NYO, and the Oswegonian. You don't even need to be a broadcasting major. It's really just if you're interested, hey, come on over, pump out some content, let's get it done. If you're passionate about it, let's do it. And he talks about those broadcasts that he did do, the, the one in Plattsburgh, that different experiencing, another point of view, uh, being the road team, for example, uh, for, for the women's hockey championship game. And that, that's a cool experience. It's definitely something I want to do uh, sometime in my four years here at Oswego. And, and then he also talks about uh, how the communication between, how that's different, the inner workings of all of that. And that's definitely hit somewhere uh, the momentum change in the Murano Campus Center for the whiteout weekend, the Plattsburgh. We talked to Carter Allen in episode three and got that perspective. And then you get the perspective from up top in the booth. Uh, it's really cool uh, experience. I've personally done it. Joey, you've been a part of a hockey broadcast in the Murano Campus Center. It's definitely something uh, definitely uh, that I would say is cool to mark off the bucket list that you've done at a playoff game. Yeah, I mean, he said he got to do the playoff game, he got to do the whiteout game, he got to travel to Plattsburgh for the new HL championship. And I mean, Luke said he's a he's a Bills fan, a Yankees fan, and obviously one of his big memories was at Plattsburgh for the new HL championship. So, I mean, he's really just covering every single inch of the entire state of New York. So back into Buccaneers Corner now, uh, we're going to talk on the Board of Education meeting uh, that happened on September 28th, so last Monday, uh, if you are listening on the release date. Of course, uh, that meeting, a big uh, thing that came out of that meeting was the rule that no spectators will be allowed at any sporting events uh, for this coming uh, fall season, for say, for Oswego uh, High School. 
Uh, so in retrospect, if you haven't listened and you don't know anything on the Oswego High School uh, situation for sports, they're only playing varsity uh, sports right now. That's cross-country, uh, tennis, and boys and girls soccer. Uh, so those are the teams that really wouldn't have spectators at. Uh, and it was a 4-3 to three vote in favor of no spectators. So definitely a close decision uh, at that BOE meeting. But, uh, Joe, talk on some of the some logistics that really go into this decision. Yeah, I mean, obviously you have the, uh, the money aspect of it between whether you got to pay for people that are uh, check, checking tickets or working concession or security people or whatever. And obviously with all the Corona stuff, you're going to have, you're going to have to pay people to monitor uh, all the parents there, make sure people are social distancing, make sure people are wearing masks. And I mean, the, I guess the four to three vote in favor of no spectators, they just said that putting that money and resources into it wasn't worth it. Um, I think obviously it's still tough for the student athletes for sure. They can't have their friends there, especially the seniors. I really feel for them. Can't have their parents there. I don't know. I guess they just want to have their parents there for senior night. I don't know if they're going to end up making an exception for that. I, I would hope they do. But Yeah, I, I know we'll a lot A lot of teams right now in Section 3 are doing their senior nights earlier on in the season to make sure that they get them in, uh, in terms of soccer at least, because uh, I have more information on that than I would say a normal person would say, uh, just with my job as a referee. Uh, but they're doing their senior nights earlier on in the season. Is that just in case their season gets canceled? Yeah, so they're just doing that in case uh, COVID really ramps up here in the coming months. I mean, that's smart. That that's definitely good. That's a good call instead of just saying, "Oh yeah, our season's gonna our season's gonna keep going. Let's do it last last game." I mean, nothing's really normal right now, so let's just make that adjustment for sure. Yeah, that's a good it's, idea. It's definitely a good thing for the school district to be proactive on that. Now, heading in uh, to the end of the episode here, uh, we appreciate you for listening to the the interview from Luke Owens. We appreciate him for coming onto the pod, and, and of course. Uh, getting through another uh, weekly episode here on the 104 Sports Report. Of course, we have four uh, podcast episodes out so far this season uh, since we've returned to school. And of course, you are listening, of course, on all of our platforms like Spotify, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and of course, Anchor FM. Uh, Joe, uh, you want to thank uh, WNYO for us here? Yeah, WNYO, we love you. Matt Watling, shout out to him. Uh, doing a great partnership with them. Can't wait to get in the studio in the spring. But right now, I, we appreciate uh, them supporting us on social media. Yeah, of course. And then, uh, of course, uh, next week's episode, I'll highlight uh, what interview we're going to have on. We're going to have uh, Coach Mark Digby from the women's hockey team. He's the new interim head coach uh, for that group. He's worked uh, with the men's hockey team in the past. He worked with women's last year. And now this coming season, he will be the interim head coach uh, for that group. So we're going to have him on the pod next episode for episode six. Uh, so that should be a fun one uh, in the coming time. Joe, what is your social media? Joey Polatsky. And obviously the 104 sports report because I run most of the social media accounts. Yeah. Joey says that in retrospect, that is a lie. Uh, People don't know. You you don't know. Yeah. You never know who you're going to get actually. So 104 sports board on Instagram and Twitter, Joey uh, Platsky on Twitter. Of course, I am Zach K six on Twitter. Uh, So if you want to uh, hit us up there, uh, there's our social media accounts with anything, feedback, any knowledge on uh, Oswego sports, that's where you can find. Uh, So we appreciate you for, uh, Tune in. And once again, thank you for supporting the 104 Sports Sport and Oswego Sports. We hope you tune into episode six, which will be released on October 14th, next Wednesday. And we hope you have the good rest of your week. You're listening to the 104 Sports Report, your main source for Oswego Sports, hosted by Zach Case and Joey Palatsky.